Good morning, angels. Good morning, angels. It is a Sunday, and I'm on my way to the workplace. Yes, I am. And I wanted to mention something. So, you know, we oftentimes find ourselves, you know, trying to love, trying to stick it out with people who aren't really loving us in the same manner or loving us back. And and we get to a point where we're like, you know, what are we doing? Like, why are we still trying to love somebody who's not loving me back, right? So I just wanted to say to those people out there who who feel like they are in situations where, you know, they're loving and they love somebody that they've always wanted, etc., but they're just not being loved back. Like, the love is not being reciprocated in the same manner. And we think to ourselves, you know, oh, you know, let me just be angry, or I can't do anything. Yes, we can. We can pray. And in that prayer, we can, we can move things. But what I was saying to a friend of mine, that I've learned that if I pray, and for somebody's ways or whatever, and, and I don't see results immediately of an attempt to start like the prayer is happening, God has moved in you, then you're not of God. That person is not of God. And so um, you might want to start making strides to get away only because it's never going to be better. If you don't have a situation that is rooted in God, everything that comes against you will feel like it's beating you. And it could very well actually beat you down. So we have to make sure that we do not allow ourselves to remain in situations that just are not for us. Because in doing that, we're sinning against our higher self, our God. So we have to do the right thing and not allow ourselves to do that. We have to stick it out with only those who want to stick it out with us, okay? Because life is really too short to be unhappy, to be with people who don't love us back the same way, you know? And so I just wanted to say that um, we oftentimes say to people, you know, I love you, do you love me back? And, And they can't answer you, you know? And so, you know, I just want us to really love ourselves so much, that we cannot allow ourselves to not be loved back. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, I think it's sometimes it's the controlling in us that wants to make the, make the person love us, you know. I can make them love us. People resort to witchcraft. You know, they resort to all types of things to just get this person to love them back. And, and it's really sad, frankly, because they should, you shouldn't have to work that hard. It shouldn't have to be that serious for them to just love you back, you know? It just should not be like that. So if you find yourself in a situation where, you know, you're praying, begging somebody to just please let them love me back, you're doing the wrong thing. There's somebody out there that you would never have to pray for them to love you back, you know, and, and you need to be over there with that person, you know, being loved because there is nothing better than love. And, and you'd be a fool to put yourself in a position to not, to be with somebody and waste your time 
with somebody who's just really not loving you back, right? So I want us to really pay attention to that. All right? And that is all. That is all. So I was talking last night in my last podcast. I decided to come on and do a little quick podcast about um, being being a good parent pretty much to your child. I'm seeing a trend in people who even now more than I did before, I'm paying attention to how women are, how we're getting some of these mean girls. Like oftentimes I've been like, what the heck did mothers do? And so I'm realizing that it's actually starting really young with the kids, like really young, you know, to give them this behavior. And it obviously comes from home, you know, mothers allowing them to have an attitude. She got an attitude, you know, um, the way you treated them when they were babies, you know, putting yourself in a way first that neglected them or made them feel embarrassed and neglected. Um, Those are all things that will play out in how your offspring treat you in the future and how they interact with other people. So we're dealing with a lot of people who have mental illness on this planet. And it doesn't just come in just your bloodline. I mean, it does happen, but it also happens as a result of the way people raise their kids or don't raise their kids at all or leave them in the hands of people who treat them a certain way. And if we grow kids up thinking that certain things are normal, then they'll think that's normal to behave that way when they go into the world. So I wanted to really touch on this. How are we representing our blackness? Like, if nobody knows who we are, they're just watching from a distance, or this is their first time in the country, they've seen some things, they have some preconceived notions about how black people are and now this is your chance to either change their mind and make them see that everybody has poor in their race or negative in their race or culture and that it's not exclusive to black and or you can also have them go no I I've met the most amazing and they're amazing and and then they start to look to see If there's other amazing people and they start to recognize that, you know what, it's not an isolated situation. There's actually some great people. It's just I'm meeting the wrong ones, right? But I swear to you, I would beg you and challenge you to find out what, like, just sneak up on your kids. You know, go spend time at their lunch, you know, table at school. Just be a quiet, you know, fly on the wall for your kids and see what the hell and how and how the children are behaving towards other people. When they're out in the world, you know, are they a finding shining example of us as a people? Because if not, how can you change that? Because they need to. You know, we are trying to come back from a hostile takeover, a coup. And, and if we're not trustworthy or, you know, putting ourselves in a position to be a certain way, then how are we going to be able to change the world? 
we have to be able to unify with other cultures in order to change the world. So if we don't do that, get ourselves together, like we need to be able to not have our kids be on that same train of blacks or aggressive. So like having this little girl tell me that she was being bullied, and this is an environment that's not really black. And so for her to say, she looked like you, <laughs> she was your color. I was like, ah, terrible. <laughs> she was my color. That's horrible. You know? And so we have to make sure that we do our part to ensure that we are not putting out bullies. We are not putting out people who are giving our culture a bad name. You know? I can't speak for the Indians. I can't speak for Pakistanis. I can't speak for the Puerto Ricans. I can't speak for the Jamaicans that are of white color. But for the brown ones, y'all better act like you got some sense because they're lumping us all together. You understand? And that's not, that's not okay. You know? Um, as for me, I'm American, you know? And I know that there's things there in me that as a direct result of the way I was raised made me behave in a certain way. So, in the streets. But when I started to realize, like, you know, I don't have to be like this, I was like, okay, so this isn't what we're doing? Okay, you know? So, I pulled it together. And, and when I had a child, children, I made sure, along with my spouse, that our children were going to represent our culture on, like, the best ever. So, for me, constantly, it's really about wanting to represent on a certain level and, and knowing how important it is to represent our culture when we're in these streets because there are people that want to think and make it seem like we're not amazing and we just are, period. And so I will never be one to allow myself or my kids or anybody, like, you know, the way I sent my daughter and son to school, it was not to just be a show-off mother. It was to ensure that they had every great thing, including proper behavior, to represent our family, you know? And so, and so with that said, we have to constantly be a shining example of God's grace. If we are an example of his shining grace, you know, then it, we will not fail in how we represent our culture. Just be great is all we ask and, and behave as if you have some damn sense. You know, you're brilliant. Expose that side of yourself. They want to say that we're not, you know. There's so much that we have to constantly do to prove ourselves when we just be, exist on greatness. Be great and exist on that level, and it'll all work out. You understand? Just be great, because you were great already. You understand? You're great already. So when you get around supremacy, there's a tendency to act up. You know? And that's because that's the will against us that wants us to act up. It doesn't want us to be great. It doesn't want us to look like we are civilized. It wants us to look uncivilized. Like with Indians, making it seem like um, American Indians are so uncivilized. And um, 
who's uncivilized? The people that are killing all the buffalo and skinning them, you know, and taking their heads? Or the people who are just trying to live their best life living and respecting the land, etc.? You know, let's be honest. Like, don't, don't get it twisted, you know. Don't allow yourself to be fooled because, sincerely, it's all a mind-fucking. You know, it is. It's all a mind-fucking. So don't allow yourself to, to play into the mind-fucking because that's what it is. It's definitely a mind-fucking, you know.